Hello and welcome to this episode of the Butcher, Baker, and Candlemaker in Space. Joining me tonight is Baker. How do? And Pantagruelia. And Pantagruelia. Hello. Can you not hear me? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Could you not hear me? I Uh said hello. Nope. Oh my goodness. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We were sitting here for 15 minutes BSing and then we get to this part and you can't hear me. But you can hear me. Uh, Uh, Hello. How's that? Awesome. Uh, so still no news on uh, what the next uh, expedition is going to be. Um, so everybody's kind of waiting and wondering what it is. But in the meantime, enjoying the uh, the wonderful update that is prisms flying around on uh, on fun little critters and uh, ooing and awing at all the uh, the beautiful uh, scenery that we have uh, expanded uh, in our universes. So. Uh, you know, we had a, a, a fun little photo shoot. Uh, we updated our um, show's um, uh, photo uh, for the uh, uh, for the podcast. And you know, while I was there, I threw down a base baker. I think you did too, didn't you? I did. I threw one in the water, a little ways from Pantagruelia, so I could do something underwater because I've never done that before. Yeah, and I put an underwater base down too. Um, and, you know, didn't really think much of it. We did our pictures and then, you know, did the show. And and uh, the next day I hopped in the game and uh, went to, you know, to go back to that base. Because when you, so we had joined uh, Panagrulia's game. And so when you do that, um, you know, when you start your game back up, it saves everything that you did, but it doesn't save your location. And so it puts you back to where you were, you know, the last time you, uh, you know, played the game. And so, um, I went to a space station and, you know, hopped in the portal to go back to, uh, the base. And I had completely forgotten. I mean, I knew good and well, we'd talked about it already, but I had forgotten that, uh, uh, Pantagruelia's base is in the Isentem uh, system. And so I'm like, cool. All right. So now I have a, a base in, in a, a new solar, in a new uh, universe, a new uh, galaxy, the Isentem galaxy. So I'll have to start checking the, um, uh, the No Man's Sky coordinate exchange for cool ships in the Isentem. Yeah, I was pretty surprised when I jumped in there because I, I went in to uh, graffiti her base really quick while she was offline and then noticed that it said Ice and Tam. And that was, that was pretty nice. Yep. So, I'm yeah, I'm going to start browsing there, too. Graffiti my base? <laughs> Graffitiing. Yeah. I don't know. Did it not <laughs> show up? I don't I know. I don't know where it is. I put a green blob on the outside of one of your buildings, <gasps> and then I put a terrarium inside, or no, an aquarium inside one of the rooms. I probably forgot to upload it, so I probably need to do that. Oh my goodness! I'll keep looking around for for other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna randomly put things places. <laughs> I'm gonna do that too because I was snooping around somebody else's space. Who's right across the bay from me with the, the tower? I think we're on either side, right? The tower. I'm in the water. You can see my base in the water with the landing pad sticking out of the water. Okay, someone's got like towers with a dome on top. Hmm. 
I mean, I've got a dome and it's, it's a tower sticking out of the water, but maybe that's you. I don't, I wouldn't classify, I wouldn't say it's a dome because it's like just enough out of the water that I can have a landing pad. Oh, really? Someone's got those glass, like dome sphere things. It's pretty. Anyway, whoever owns that, I'm going to tag it <laughs> later. Be sticking stickers all over people's bases. You gave me an idea. Now this is a war. Yeah, I've got the skull one too. I'm, I've got all of those. I'm going to graffiti everything all over the place. <laughs> you can do it to the rocks. I've been putting numbers and stuff. I put eight six seven five three zero nine on one of the rocks. Taggers all over the place. Speaking of cool ships in Isentam, today I was hopping, 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 and I found a um, I found a three star Corvac system, and I parked myself in there and I was like all right so Ray and Baker can camp in here for a long time and look for stuff so I'm gonna do that too so I fired up videos you know I was watching I've been watching Supernatural um I fired that up on my iPad and um I'm just kind of passively sitting in the space station and what flies in a wingless explorer that is Barbie pink Nice. Oh, yeah. It's only A class, but I waited to get an A class because everything was C that was coming in. Hmm. It was it's beautiful Barbie pink, and um, and I have uh, and then a bunch of exotics came in too, and I was able to um grab those. Nothing's gonna replace my beautiful red sphere. So um, so now I have a pink ship, guys. Very cool. Yeah, yeah and I love much. those wingless uh, explorers. Is, I it didn't the, know. is it the hopper kind or the upright kind? Upright. Oh, that's gross. It's upright. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like a flying, I don't know, golf club. Um, but, it's a, <laughs> but it's a pink golf club. Well, you know, it's got to get that going for it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done anything to it yet. I'm still kind of like, I like it. I'm still kind of holding out for an S class when I find it. Even when yeah. it's like I said in the system that I'm, I was, that I like the very first uh, paradise system that I found in permadeath. Mm -hmm. I, I set down a base there so I could, you know, survive long enough to make that trip. And there was a really nice fighter that kept landing that would, it faded from like a blue into a yellowish orange. Like it looked like a Florida sunset. And I was like, oh, I wow. gotta have this thing. And I sat there for days before I even got, one S class and it was such a low storage that I didn't bother with it. I went in and got a, an A class. It's like, sometimes you got to wait, even in the three star system, it's just a luck of the draw, whether you ever get an S class of what you're really wanting, you know, in a timely manner, it, it'll get there if you sit there long enough. But even I'm impatient enough that I don't sit there that long. Sat there for a good three episodes. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't see about that, I'd been out. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, I got hungry. So I had to go, but, um, I've been looking for, I've been looking for the, uh, a good looking S class, but I'll take whatever Explorer to see if I can max it out, you know, but I've been scrapping all the other stuff that I can, that I can find. Like I found a couple S class fighters that were, that were cute. They were fine, but I have I have my golden ship. I don't need another S class fighter. So 
um, I've been scrapping them for the, the upgrades and selling those for nanites so I can make my A-class Barbie pink golf club, um, <laughs> an S-class Barbie pink golf club. You need to find a, a system where you get like a reliable first wave exotic and just keep flipping it over and over. You'll get those nanites in a day. Really? Yeah. For, you find Yeah, just go on to coordinate exchange, find one that's a first wave. Just keep buying it and scrapping it and then reload, buy it, scrap it. I'll give you the coordinates to my uh, indium farm and you can just go get all the indium there and that'll give you like, you know, 90, 90 million you can work with. You can work, do that for hours. Yeah, send me those coordinates. That would be sweet. But speaking of upgrading ships, did you guys know they fixed the living ship upgrade method of upgrading your freighter? No, no. I, knew, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know that they'd already implemented it. Yeah, I did three bulkheads before I realized that they weren't applying to my living ship. Oh, so I'm at thirty twenty one. Could be worse. Yeah. So they fixed it. Yeah, applying a bulkhead so, uh, to your ship or to your freighter no longer applies a storage slot to your living ship. Oh. Well, so, well, I mean, hopefully they, I mean, it would have been nice if they had also coordinated that with a a way to upgrade your living ship. Exactly. Because I, as soon as I did that, I was like, oh, well, I guess they fixed that. And then I went, well, what, how do I do this now? Because it doesn't work to use augmentations. I hate when they fix stuff before I can actually use it. I kind of lagged. I mean, I knew about it, but then the expedition thing started. And even when I was done with the expeditions, I was like, oh, I should, I know they're going to patch it. I should get on this. And I still didn't do it. So that's just on me. Forward to finding a way to add more storage to my living ship that is intended, I guess. Yeah. I got to go check mine and see. It's on a save that I don't often play, but I thought for sure I had, uh, had upgraded it, but I'm not certain. I'll have to look and see. You want one in permadeath? I think I've got three or four eggs. No. I'm good. <laughs> Three or four eggs in permadeath? Yeah. So people just give them to you in, in, when you're in the Nexus. Like, I'll leave the Nexus, and then there'll be one in my inventory, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I'll just throw it into my freighter before I leave the system. Yeah. Just throwing eggs? It's like That's like abandoning babies. Why would you do that? Especially how much they cost. That's not 3200 Quicksilver. I mean, I've heard you can get them with nanites, but I haven't found where you do that. No, can you get them with nanites? It might have been a rumor that I heard, but I, I mean, I've heard that though. Hmm. Yeah, they. Um, they I watched a video uh, about you know uh, how to get the living ship and everything, and the guy that did the video uh, went to the uh, went to the space anomaly, and. He changed his outfit so that it was the, you know, the stock outfit that you start off with, the, you know, the yellow uh, anomaly suit. And uh, so that he would look like a, a new player and went up and was just generally asking, you know, people in the uh, in the space anomaly if if they could give him a void egg. I think he ended up getting 12. Yeah, people will just and sometimes they'll just put them in your inventory without you asking. Yeah. But I go to the anomaly and permadeath just to drop stuff that's worth like, you know, 19 or 20 million that I get back from freighter halls from the frigate missions. Because I don't need that shit. So I just drop it off and hope it's a new player I gave it to. Very generous. 
it's a hard mode. And if, you know, the ways to get money at the very beginning, you're either running across the surface of a crappy planet or, you know, it's always rough stuff. So when you get a leg up in the very beginning, it's nice. I tried to get it. I told Andrew, if he joins me, I'll give him a bunch of stuff. And he's like, nope, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Is Andrew playing permadeath? No, I don't think so. No. I, I would doubt it. But I told him if he, like, if I saw him in normal, I'd give him a bunch of stuff. Like, cause I've got dozens of S class modules and stuff just sitting in my freighter. And I was like, I'll give them to you. And he's like, nope, I'd rather do it myself. I'm like, I, I get it. I respect that way sometimes but if anybody wants to drop me some like chromatic metal or something like that i won't say no <laughs> oh yeah i've got several thousand i can give you <laughs> I, I buy the four thousand uh well anytime i see it in a space station i buy it and then if i see copper in a space station i buy it and then just convert it so i've got probably 10 or twenty thousand on my freighter wow this is not in permadeath this is in normal right both. Whoa. My norm, my permadeath character is the richest one. I've got over a billion unit credits, credits, units, whatever it is in that. Yeah. So my, my go-to method for getting, uh, units right away, you know, when you first start out, um, I've changed it quite a bit since, uh, you know, since I originally started, you know, where you would just uh, gather up uh, cobalt and, you know, start flipping it right away. But since they changed the economy, um, it's, you know, so now it, you you get yourself a little bit of cobalt. Uh, but what you want to do is you want to get to the point where you build your first base so that you can get the uh, the train manipulator. And then you start gathering as much of the, uh, the salvage data as you can get. Um, I think you need, I think if you get 15, you should be good because what you want to do is then you want to get to the space anomaly and start buying, um, plans. You want to buy the plans for the medium refiner and, uh, the, the first, uh, storage unit. You could wait until you, until you get the storage unit uh, from your base building uh, archive mission that pops up after you build your first base. Uh, but if you really want to get going quick, uh, just buy the the plans for the uh, for the storage unit, and then uh, go find a trading post. And it, well, and actually you could do it wherever you built your first base. Uh, you don't actually have to power, uh, the gen, the, um, the medium refiner. I just plopped it down, uh, on a base, in a base, uh, just in the dirt and it worked just fine. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's nice to know. Usually I build them, you know, on the platforms at the, the trading post. Uh, because it gives you access to a, a, a trade terminal, and then you then you also need to go buy go to a space station and buy up all the oxygen that you can. And if if you get, um, let's see, if you get two two stacks of oxygen, 
and then uh, take your cobalt and you and you convert that cobalt into ionized cobalt. So you put it in there with nothing but just the just the cobalt, and that'll refine to ionized cobalt. Then you take that ionized cobalt out and put it in the um, in the other side of the refiner, and then add a stack of oxygen. And that will give you uh, six times the ionized cobalt that you just put in. And so you just keep running that until, you know, just keep building and building and building. And then you put it in your, put whatever's left in your storage unit. Um, and then just take another small stack and, and start, uh, you know, refining it. And you just keep feeding oxygen into the refiner until you get four, four full stacks of ionized cobalt. And with four full stacks of ionized cobalt, now stop and uh, put the ionized cobalt in without the oxygen. And then it ref refines to two cobalt. And so you refine all of that, uh, those four stacks of ionized cobalt into eight stacks of cobalt. And now you've got your your economy flipper, and so you can go go to the uh, to the trading terminal, um, sell it, and then uh, go and buy it all back at uh, drastically reduced prices. And you know you can also do that with chlorine. Uh, the trick is is that chlorine is not sold in as many places, so. Cobalt is sold everywhere, no matter where you go, you know, one tier system, three tier system, whatever, they're going to sell cobalt. And so you can flip it uh, because they have to sell it in order for you to be able to buy it back. And you can, you know, uh, you can hit the, the trade terminal at the trading post and then the one in the space station in each uh, system that you go into. And you'll be, you know, you'll have enough money to now buy whatever ships you want, uh, whatever multi-tools you want, whatever, anything you need. So that's my current go-to method. I think we need that in an infographic. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it'll eventually be in a, in a video if I ever, you know, had enough time to, to get that done. So that's nice until, cause I did that on my permadeath character, you know, up until they did that update where it made it harder to crash the market. And by that time, I had everything to build the activated Indium farm, and there's just there yeah. is no comparison to that man being able to oh, just yeah, go and no, grab ninety five sure. million worth at one in one go. But yeah, man, when you like, I'm doing I'm on the survival character. That's what I'm doing is I'm doing the cobalt flipping, and that's uh, or actually I'm just building up the amount of cobalt I have right now. But yeah, that's how I started in that one too. And then once I get all the tech, I'm gonna start building the uh, the Indium farms. Yeah. Yeah, the good thing is, is you can do this right away. So as soon as you've, you know, you've you've gotten to the radiant pillar, you've built an, a a base uh that you know then sends you to the the space station and then you uh build the hyperdrive and warp to your next system and then that's when you get the uh the space anomaly and from you know from there on you're you're gold. So you can, you know, if you've, if you've been digging up the, the salvage data, uh, then, you know, you've, you've got, you can buy those plans and you're, and you're ready to go. 
And, uh, you know, so that's, you, you can, you can be as rich as you want to be after your, you know, after your first, uh, warp drive. Good source, um, of oxygen. I buy it on the space station. Yeah. You just buy buy it. it. Yeah. 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 And every one of them that I've landed on that was industrial Mm -hmm. or, you know, having to do with stuff like that, they almost always had it. And it was about four thousand, and it didn't cost me more than maybe fifty thousand a pop. I think it's cheap. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And when you're at the space station, remember that uh, when you, you you can buy it from you know the terminal there, but also each of the pilots that fly in will also sell it, and so you can go down and and buy it. And they usually have you know at least two or three thousand in their inventory too. That's good to know. Yeah, because otherwise there's really not a good, you know, a good source. Um, you know, if if you try to mine for it, it, you know, you've got to buy the plans to to build the uh, gas extractor and the storage tank, and you know, those do have to be powered. You know, so you've got to be able to at least do the. Um, the the solar panel and batteries, so it's it's just a lot easier to buy them. I'm to the point now where I buy if I see a stack of um, what is it the plating the metal plating, I buy those by the stack. I buy everything I need now instead of going to the ground and collecting what I have to do because it takes so long. And when you're expanding a farm for minerals and you want those storage containers and they cost ten metal. Uh, 10 metal plates a pop and that's 50 ferrite dust each. And you're just standing there mining and mining and mining. It's easier just to go to the space station and buy what you need. Now, what on earth are you doing mining on the ground? Wasn't thinking. <laughs> I wasn't thinking mining at all. Therapeutic. It's uh, like I tell you what's, yeah, but you know, sure. You know, mine for copper, mine for, you know, you know, gold and silver. And, yeah. And I've uh, learned chromatic metal, but fly around <laughs> and mine for um, ferrite dust and carbon. Yeah, I know you like to shoot things, and <laughs> I have found some therapy when it comes to that too. Because I was up, I took my S class, uh, that silver ball guppy thing, I, I took it out, and I have the full maxed out uh, six S class modules on the infra knife, and I keep forgetting how much fun that infra knife is. So I took that thing just blasting through an asteroid field mm. and came away with about 4,000 after you get rid of the tritium clusters. Mm-hmm. I had to come away with about 4,000 tritium. And that thing was so much fun just to fly through and shoot everything. <laughs> and then I stopped and I looked into what I had in my ship and I was like, holy hell, it's time to go send out some frigates now. Yeah, It was a lot. Yeah, the the one thing you should always keep an eye out when you go into the into a space station and and look in the trade terminal um uh for dihydrogen jelly. Uh not all of them sell it. Actually pretty very few do, but if you see it, you know, buy it up. Uh when you, you know, when you start sending out frigates, you're going to need a lot of dihydrogen. And- it's few enough that I'm going to start marking the space stations on a list because mm. it's I've gone through three or four and I can't figure out where I last saw it. Yeah. So I, uh, on, on, on the first expedition, no, nah, well, maybe it was, yeah, it was my third pass through the first expedition. 
Um, and I was really trying to cram. Uh, I, I still had, uh, you know, 10 of the, uh, the frigate, uh, missions I had to send out. And I was, I was already running out of, uh, dihydrogen cause I just hadn't spent that much time on the, on the planets. I, I got in the teleporter and jumped to every single station I had ever been to, um, with that character. And I would pop out of the teleporter, run over, check to see if they had hydrogen jelly. And if they didn't, then I'd run back to the teleporter and hop to the next one. And I just did that through the whole um, list of of uh, space stations and was able to uh, to come away with, you know, way more than I needed uh, to get those 10 missions sent out. Did you start from the bottom of the list? Because I'm going to forget which ones I was just at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start at the you start at the bottom of the list, and and it it automatically cycles them up to the top. Okay. And so as long as you're doing the last one, it you know you'll just continue to to uh, page through until you until you get to. Um, I I usually start out in the system that has my freighter. Um, so that then when I when I end up back in that base then i'm ready to just hop back in and, and go to my freighter and it you know makes it it makes it easier to remember where you're at that's why i have to name specific bases certain things mm-hmm. otherwise i forget what they are and where things are yeah i i typically name mine whatever they do you know if i land on a planet and it has if i found um electromagnetic power and um you know, say oxygen and so and uh, salt, uh, then I'll name that base E power chlorine, and so on and so forth. Those things that'll help me remember what what they are and you know what I'm doing there. I need to build a like standardized naming conventions for my planets and stuff. I I name them things that don't really. I won't remember. I won't remember that this is the you know this is the the station with the pink upright ships. I'm not going to remember that, but, um, but I will remember something like E power. Yeah. Well, and, and for that, you can, you could name the system if you discovered it and just name that, uh, that solar system, um, you know, pink golf club, pink golf club. I'm going to try and change the language though. So it sounds fancier. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it'll be me and google translate and then i'm gonna be sitting there like oh what was that what's what's pink in hindi again (laughs) i'll just try to name it with my google translate and see what happens i don't understand this where you when you put down a base and you could take a screenshot of your base Mm-hmm. That never shows up for me in a portal. What the hell is the point of that? Wish it would. Yeah, it's almost, it has no purpose, right? I mean, it's got to show up know. somewhere. It does. You know, so when you go to the anomaly or any of the other places and you go into like the, the general, I think it is just in the anomaly. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, with the, the, the big teleporter that uh, will send you to other people's bases. Yeah, yeah, and you see the community bases that people have built, you know, like in in the community, like the there's like a giant monkey, and I've been to an enormous cobra, 
and there are, you know, any number of like wild, wild builds out there. But where do those pictures come from? Is it something that, right? Is it like, is it their beast picture that they took? I don't know. That's what, I mean, I thought about that too, but then I was like in the same anomaly. If I'm looking through my stuff, I get an orange card or (laughs) it's not, it's not what I'm looking for. I don't get a picture. I specifically sometimes I'll take a picture. So I remember, and then I remember, oh shit, I can't even see this picture when it's done. You got the option to take a nice screenshot that would really help you visually remember what's going on. And I can't do it. I mean, at least not for me, it doesn't show up as a picture. Yeah. No, my, my bases always say too small to, uh, to, uh, to uh, upload. Your bases always say that? You put a a little, just the base computer down and then that's it. Um, well, sometimes the base computer and a teleport ring. Yeah, I think you got to power it. Yeah. I think you got to have a minimum of like, you know, 20 things or something like that. I was going through because I wanted to get into base building. So I wanted to start by learning, you know, teaching myself some of the basics of it. And I found out that you can only have 400 bases, which is it's a shitload. But you can only have 400 bases before it'll tell you unsuitable location every single time after that that you try to put one down. Well, I was wondering where the limit was because I have all these conservation areas. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like a base, like if you have an extravagant base, like the limit is 3000 components per base. So if you put down 3000, you know, walls or 3000 objects of any kind, you're maxing it out. But there's also a 20,000 limit for your entire save on that character. So if you've got those spread out across, I mean, if you max out like three bases, no, I guess it would take more than three, but like seven, you can't, you do You couldn't max out seven bases with components before it seems like it would be too much for your game save. Yeah. There is seriously no risk of that ever happening to me. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some pretty big, <laughs> crazy looking freaking bases out there that yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, can you imagine how this fallout 76 players are drooling right now? You know, thinking, you know, if they could have 3000, you know, flamingos uh, worth of oh, stuff in their in their bases. Yeah. And, you know, if they could have four, let alone 400. Yeah. Plus, we can make our base size bigger and they're stuck with the exact same size yeah. base every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. I've been trying to get into base building a little bit myself and just you know, playing around with the different parts. I am still completely loving the glass. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so I did have a little bit of a a weird thing. I'll probably end up, uh, filing a bug report on it. Uh, but so on, on, uh, Jen's planet, I built a big glass box. Yeah. And uh, under the water. Yeah. Do you mime in it? Please tell me you mime in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I could never be that clever. <laughs> um, but but what what I did was, you know, almost drowned in it. <laughs> so did you not did you not like cock the seams around the inside? So d- depending on where you stand in this base or in in this glass box, it will 
you know, in one square, it'll, it'll, you know, consider you on dry land. Um, and in the square right next to it, it'll consider you underwater. And oh, weird. so it's, it's, <laughs> it's three stories high. And, uh, the second, on the second story, everywhere you go is underwater. But if you fly up in your jetpack and get into the space on the third floor, then you're out of the water. It's very strange. That's so, because that one that I built right next to Jen's base, the one that's underwater, if you go land on my landing pad and you go in there and you look down, you're going to see the water inside the base at the water level. And if you jump down into it, you know, it's going to hit, you're going to do the swimming motion for like a second. And then you're going to land in a dry room. Mm -hmm. It's so freaking strange that they're not like, Oh, we've got specific underwater stuff here. Let's make it. So there's no water inside it at all. So weird. I, I, I'm just getting into, into building on land. I haven't gotten into dry or into underwater base building really yet, but that's awesome. You got to go down there and check mine out. I'm building the underwater glass tunnels. I'm trying to like take them all over the place. I mean, it's pretty short right now, but I'm trying to, I'm going to make them all over the place under there. Underwater habit trail. I wonder if yeah. we can connect them. We can. Um, anything. Cause I've, I installed uh, an aquarium inside one of your rooms and it just snapped right in place. Um, Cause if you're friends with somebody, you can build a base as close as you want to, or as far away as you want to. Like we could all build bases close enough that we could just build a friggin' city. Uh, but if we wanted to, but like somebody else that's not your friend can't, can't build within 300 units of you. But yeah, you can snap. I mean, you, I think you have to upload things too. Like if when you're done building, you have to upload everything. Because what if you didn't see that aquarium inside your base? Then that means what I, I didn't upload it and it didn't show up. I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Upload it. Like, what do you do? You hard save. You no. You go to your base computer and it gives you the option of uploading your base to the. Oh, okay. To the servers, yeah. Okay. Because that would be cool if we had a little, like, you know, underwater path between our bases. Yeah. Let's expand the whole planet. <laughs> yeah. Ideas. The flora under that, underwater there is freaking amazing, too. I've taken some pictures, but it's it's crazy how nice everything is under there when you're just walking around in those tunnels. Oh, it's such a pretty planet. It's too bad about those terrible storms, but. The storms are cool when you're under the water. They're not that bad if you have some protection modules either, Ray. Well, that's, that's true. But <laughs> I'm just talking about the, the visual effect that you get, um, you know, with the storm raging. Does it affect visuals underwater at all? Can you see anything? Because I've never paid attention. Um, yeah, you see the sky change. Okay. So it's like if you were really underwater, yeah. you'd see something above. Okay. That's cool. Did you guys see that picture? those pictures I posted from inside that frigate or that freighter, the derelict freighter. Yeah. So, so that's that little spider thing that's inside the space stations, right? Yeah. And if you go into photo mode and you move around, you can see the landing pads. You can see the walkways going up to where the creatures are. I couldn't get or the creatures, the entities and whatever, mm -hmm. but I could not get the camera to go over far enough that I could see if there were actually like, things walking around like mm. you know geck and stuff but yeah you can see a large portion of that back uh, part of that space station it's it's freaking crazy and and which part of the freighter was it in 
And the very, I think it's the very first room where there's nothing else in there. So mm-hmm. you don't find anything else in there. Yeah. It's on the ground. There's a uh, boxes or something like that. I forget exactly where it's at, but there's a box or something on the ground and right next to it is a puddle of water. And that's where I saw it. And I was like, I, I was walking through it and I was like, there's blue lights above. And I stopped and I looked up and I'm like, there's no blue lights up there. So that's when I started really looking at it. And then I recognized what, what it was back there. I was like, holy shit. Mm. How does, how does this work? What, why, why would this even be showing up as the reflection? It's so strange. Yeah, I'm looking at those pictures now. It is wild. It's kind of like the reflections in Fallout, though. Like you could, you know, like the chem stations really super shiny and you could be, you know, in a vault with the chem station and you see trees and sky. But I've never seen water inside of the space station. That's true. So why would it reflect the space stations? That's what's confusing me. There's no water in there. Maybe they just used it as a as a filler for light texture or something. Maybe. Yeah, it confused me. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you know, not only, and it's like not only the, it's it's also the new version of the space station since they dropped uh, Visions. So it, that's what was strange to me. Like a portal. I can't wait to see what that thing is. I, I have a, I really want it to be one of those, okay, you take control of the space station and it's yours now. Build inside of it. That's what I want. Ooh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I would live inside of the space station. You would live there. Yeah, I would. I'm sorry. What did you say? I missed that. What would you build in there? Like I'd make that home? my place. Yeah, that'd be my place to stay. Yeah, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be building on the land. I mean, I still would. I like build, I like being on the land. I love being on the planets. But that's like that's my dream. You know, is like I want. You know, if I can't have a full size, you know, Arthur C. Clarke Rama ship, then I'll take a space station. Like moving into a space station is. Somewhat akin to like moving into a department store and sleeping in their beds. Land of the Dead is one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> or <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, rather. I would be yeah. inside of the shopping mall. Yeah, riding around with a go-karts, wearing a helmet. That's exactly what I'd be doing. Uh, you could be that Tom Hanks and, and be, you know, live in the terminal. I never did see that movie. When I, mean, I think of him by himself, I think of Castaway, and he gets real rough in that one. Where is he in the terminal? Um, it's it's a movie with him and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones, and so he's his country is, you know, going through some turmoil, and uh, the United States ends up not recognizing it or something like that, and so he his pap- passport's no longer any good. And so he's he can't leave the terminal and go to right. uh, New York. That's right. I remember seeing that movie. It, it, it's a fun movie. He does such a good job. Yeah, and it's such a realistic premise to be perpetually <laughs> in an airport, just living all the time. I wouldn't want all these people, like, you know, trouncing my clean floor with their dirty space boots. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what the puddle's for. I don't know. Maybe someone spilled something because they weren't being courteous and clean. Uh, I mean, this was a derelict freighter, so I mean, there's a lot more than that spilled in there. That's true. Blood, guts, hands flying everywhere. It's yeah, the dismembered a- body parts that I find troubling. <laughs> right? Are they dismembered? Because I think they're just empty spacesuits, right? Isn't it just empty stuff? Because I have had a hand. I haven't. I haven't even tried. I should do that because I'm going to go grind it again tonight. 
but I, God, that because I, I have had them scare the shit out of me where I've turned around and one of them was kind of spinning through space at me. Mm-hmm. And for, for a split second, I thought it was something that I had missed that was coming at me. And it wasn't It was just that. But I, I'm wondering now, have you looked inside of it, Jen? Are there parts inside? They're solid where the, it's not like they're an empty glove. So yeah. they're kind of solid. But it also inside. doesn't look like, like a severed hand either. So no, there's it's no not. bone and bone and meat or anything like that. No. I mean, technically when, when you die, you kind of fade away in this game anyway, and nothing is, it's supposed to be a simulation. So why would there be? I want to try to shoot a Gek or a Vakeen or something the next time I'm at a terminal, or not a terminal, on those landing pads. At the end of, what are the name of those things? We do trading this every post. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next time I'm at a trade, because have you guys ever tried to shoot anything other than an animal or whatever? Only Sentinels. Because it's never occurred to me to just get out of my ship and just shoot everything. Or one, you know, at least one person. I wonder what would happen if I just walked up and shot a Vakeen at a trading post. Oh, my, my guess Ray, is I'm nothing. Surprised. Yeah, I know, right? I was just thinking I'm that. I'm surprised like, you haven't, like, tried to <laughs> massacre an entire trading post. It's Well, it's occurred to me because I know I can pull my weapon out at a trading post. and I, But, it, I mean, it's never occurred to me to shoot one of the things standing around me. But it one, you know, I was like, in the space station and attempted to pull my weapon. I was like, oh, yeah, you can't do that here. You're going to do that in trading post. And then one day I was thinking to myself, I was like, what if you tried to shoot one of them? I wonder what would happen. Would they start shooting you back? I doubt it. It would probably be like Ray said, nothing. They'd just probably just stand there and be like, hey, nothing happening. Yeah. I mean, I really can't imagine that I haven't. And it must have just been so anticlimactic that it just didn't resonate. Yeah. Well, death is pretty anticlimactic in this game anyway. Because I do, you know... I've definitely shot it out with Sentinels um, in a trading post. I want that inside of one of those abandoned space stations. I want a big Sentinel fight or something. Because where can you go? you got to stay there. Yeah. yeah. But conversely, the the uh, walker would be stuck too. So. Yeah, but then you got like a, hordes of the, the hound-looking ones running around too. So you can't really hide out from the walker because they're going to keep coming at you too. I'm thinking of something that doesn't even exist. Yeah. Yeah, those 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 dogs are cheaters. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, they're you know, they they just kind of disappear. They'll be sitting, you know, you'll be shooting at them and all of a sudden they'll just disappear and then boom, you're on your butt. Well, that's obnoxious. I've never noticed that. Yeah, they they do this little animation where they um you know, where they charge you. And uh, I've had a few times where the, you know, while they're in that, you know, in that charge, you you lose visual on them until they hit you. I wonder what would happen if you threw up your personal shield during that. Yeah, that's a good question, too, because that's another thing I've never used. Oh, I, I, do, I use it in permadeath. I definitely keep that thing on every single multi-tool in permadeath. Mm. But I, I, I do wonder that. Uh, are, are they? Is it a glitch, or are they kind of like phasing? What the hell are they doing? Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't always happen, so I'm thinking it's probably a glitch. But I don't know. They're just—they are really fast uh, when they charge you. Interesting. Is there a way to see? Does it tell you how many times you've died, the way the Fallout games do? Hmm. 
Maybe in your milestones. Yeah, yeah I want to look and see. Because I don't, I bet it's got to be around 20-something on my normal character. I was just thinking about that because I, I started that survival character and within an hour I friggin' died because I jumped from too hot to high of a place and ran out of jetpack. Mm. And, and I had a little freeze-up moment and I was like, oh yeah, this is just a survival character. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder how many times I've died on my normal character because it was a lot when I first started playing that game. It was a lot. Yeah, I, I didn't really like survival all that much. You know, I, I, I played it, you know, one time and then played uh, permadeath, you know, right after it. And, you know, it, the restrictions make a lot more sense in permadeath to me. And so it, it's something that I, I, I just like it better. I like having that, uh, you know, that extra layer of, um, motivation yeah it definitely takes away some of the thrill knowing that if i die i'm coming back in survival yeah. and and everything is still hard i mean you still lose all your shit but it's it definitely it doesn't seem that bad and like, oh well i died i can go back if i die now i'm losing so many things i've got four maxed out s-class ships i've got this big gigantic beautiful s-class freighter so many frigates that are S-Class. There's at least 20 S-Class frigates. And then everything is maxed out. And I'm just like, I got to keep it alive. I'm nine <laughs> months in on this thing. Nine months in and 160 hours. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm keeping that puppy alive if I can. Yeah. So I was actually thinking about rolling another permadeath um, and just having, you know, having another permadeath to be a little more free will with so I can, yeah, you know, keep that one take safe. more chances. Yeah, take more chances, yeah. but have the other one. Yeah, as a safety net. Uh, and the other one's so hard to kill. <laughs> you fall from high enough, and it's going to kill you. That's what, <laughs> and that's the thing too is I like to I like to spend a lot of time running around on like hot planets where I can just you know use my jetpack for a very long time. And even though I've got that recharging system, so that as I'm falling and recharging, you can't always see the ground. Right. And that's my worry is that I'm going <laughs> to slam into the ground and be dead. Although I did back up, I did save my stuff, um, copied all my game files or my save files rather, and copied them and backed them up. Yeah. But if I do die of my own stupidity, I'm not going to bring that character back because right. that's what I get. Yeah. I'm only saving that for a glitch. Yeah. That that was my thing was I was going to only use my backups if I, if I had a glitch death. Yeah. If I warp in my freighter and then they drop me in the middle of space and I die, I'm using it then. Right. Cause that scares the shit out of me after the, <laughs> after that second expedition. Um, and so now I'm like, I keep that saved just in case, but I still don't work with my freighter in, in permadeath. That is only for frigate use and for storage. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely been a lot more fun, um, you know, exploring and, and finding, you know, all the new beautiful things in the, uh, in the prism update. You know, how many things can, you know, you know, can you see reflection in, um, you know, when you're looking through glass and, and it's, um, you know, you can see the imperfections in the glass and the scratches and, and everything. It's just, it's, it's pretty incredible. I've been playing a, a long game of, can I ride it? Oh, nice. Yeah. And I found this giant ball of light and it it was like it was like a black and green soap bubble 
that was just kind of glowing and rolling around and I could feed it and I could make it my pet, but I could not ride it. Yeah. It said incompatible size. Yeah. It was huge, but it would be like, you know, like one of those giant yoga balls. So I really wanted to ride it. Yeah. Like, would you stand on it like a bear on a ball and <laughs> run? Or, you know, be inside of it. Oh, <gasps> or be inside of it. Like a hamster ball. Hamster balls and habit trails. Oh, my gosh. I think I want to be a hamster. I don't know. <laughs> See, the whole time you were talking about it, I was thinking about those those weird glass balls from the Jurassic World movies. Seen the Jurassic but, World movies. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, one of the, it's like a, oh, shit, I don't even know how to explain it. I guess it's a hamster ball for humans, but it would guide them all around the park. And then they had, uh, not Jimmy Kimmel, that weird guy from one of those tonight shows. I don't know. Anyway, they had, they had somebody on there guiding them through the park, but it was like being in a big plastic hamster ball. Cool. Well, we definitely have a lot of, a lot of things to, uh, to check out still. And, uh, we'll continue playing around with building, keep an eye out for any strange, uh, posts by Sean Murray that, uh, might tip off the next, uh, expedition until next time. See you later. Good night. Peace and you see. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are. You couldn't mess. follow that up. <laughs> no, I was so surprised. <laughs> I know that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> uh, you guys are the best. <laughs>